my boy is is in, is infatuated with Boomer right now. Mm. He's a he's a he's a Boomer head. Is he a boomerang? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. But we were getting him to say "Okay, Boomer" a lot, which nice. made everyone. That's else hysterical. Laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very funny. Yeah. So uh, just prepare to. Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Yeah. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch and unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode 669, coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials. This show, we're going to discuss our insane offense, and we'll do some undegoogables for you. Joining me this show are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from Asheville, North Carolina, he's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles. It's John Triple Zero Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Shout out to Boomer, who will, who is always in the rafters, but will eventually have his jersey retired there. As double, probably not triple. Yeah, that's probably right. From Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What's going on, fellas? Uh, shout out Jason this week. Miss you, buddy. Hope you're having fun. Yeah. Doctor. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, and, nobody's keeping us in line. And calls him quit threatening Boomer. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't respond well to threats. Um, the last the game I had gone to earlier this year... Uh, when I sat down, sat down low. Boomer was was cruising around, and uh, I, you know, he, Boomer and I had a little bonding moment because uh, Boomer was messing with some kids in, in, in you know, in front of me, and uh, uh, a server had come around to was asking, like, was just asking around if anyone wanted drinks, and Boomer pointed at the two kids. It was like, you know, for for beer and wine and stuff, and sure. Boomer pointed to the kids, and I laughed because it was funny. Um, cause the kids were like, you know, eight, eight and 10 or something like that. But I was the only one that got Boomer's joke. And so Boomer, you know, Boomer looked at me and we, you know, we kind of had a little moment there that, you know, I, I recognized his hilarious joke and, um, uh, I like that, you know, so he's a good dude. He's a good guy. Yeah. High flying. Boomer humor. Boomer humor. <laughs> Well, before we get into the show, would like to remind listeners that they can support us, the longest-running Pacers podcast, by heading over to patreon.com slash undebeatables, and you can uh, support us for as little 
as a dollar per month. All right, gentlemen, this show, I want to start you off with my stat of the week. Wait, 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 wait. You don't start, we, that, that's like halftime, stat of the week. Well, I uh, went up the corporate ladder and said, hey, this is happening. And it's your show, you do what you want to do. Oh, that's right, that's what it was. Joey, stat of the week! Well, so this week, uh, my stat of the week is... It's just the Pacers' offense in general. I'll give you a bunch of a bunch of stats, and we can talk about um, uh, like all of them or many of them. I think the most important one is just the the straight up points per game, and the Pacers are leading the league as of recording, one hundred twenty six point zero points per game, and the second place team, the Dallas Mavericks, there's a pretty big gap there. They're at one twenty two point eight. Now it is early in the year. But there's a there's a big gap there. Number three is the Sixers at 120, 120.7. Uh, and then the Hawks are Hawks and Celtics are basically right right behind them. But the Pacers have poured it in this season. The 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 we're not here to talk about the defense, so that that shall not be discussed okay. in this segment. Fair enough. Just close these tabs. Uh, but right after you could yeah get into just dig in, <laughs> unlike the Pacers D. Right. <laughs> so we got yeah. So points per game are, are phenomenal. Assists per game leading the league thirty point seven, and and they're shooting the ball well too. You know even a field goal percentage. They're not just shooting lots of lots of them they're shooting well too they're second in the league at 49.8 just behind the Denver Nuggets at 50.3 they're making the most three-pointers they're shooting and they're shooting the three-point well they're the second in percentage so they're they're chucking and hitting and they're not getting the line as much uh they're not hitting the the, the free three throws as much but when you're hitting threes like like we are doesn't matter so much also when you're when you're uh, not getting when you're shooting threes, you're generally not getting to the line uh, quite as much. But it's been really fun to watch. And Harper, non-defensively, uh, what has been what has been like your your uh, your favorite thing on the offense to watch? Like sort of just that singular aspect of of what they're doing besides just pouring in points. I mean, the pouring in the points is kind of the, <laughs> the best part. And I mean, it's probably achieved to just say Tyrese Halliburton, but I, the kid just yeah. gets better and better. I mean, you know he's going to go out there and share the rock. And, you know, he had a couple rocky games last week. He was maybe looking a little bit injured. But now he's got the three-pointer going, and, yeah. you know, he, he'll jack it up from, you know, 28 feet now if you don't guard him out there. And it just makes him so deadly. No one you got to guard him out there. He's got a good enough first step that he can get by you. Right now, a ton of our offense is just put it in Tyrese's hand and let him make something magical happen. And most of the time, that works really, really well for us. He is unbelievable. He When he's on the floor, he assists 49% of the baskets. That happened on our squad. The the next highest guy in the league is Trey Young at like forty or something. Mm. He's just a monster. He's having a phenomenal year. 
Well, you know, Harper, uh, you know, uh, what I was thinking about when I think about this breakneck pace, like get a rebound, you fling it up, you know, the guy's leaking out and we get a dunk, right? I mean, that's that's how you do this thing. I, I've noticed that, like, Halliburton kind of comes across the line a little slow sometimes. Like, it's not like he's running when he run it's almost like a secondary fast break like yeah. he basically comes up it's 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 quick but it's not you know but it's not super fast it's and the, it's like John wouldn't be fast but don't hurry yes cuz he hits it right cover. before the defense is set and like his first pass sometimes is just all it, it takes and 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 that's such a skill cuz i watch it i'm like we're not going that fast and it's like oh we just scored in six seconds okay i guess that's pretty fast you know um you know i mean there is there are a lot of outlast passes there is a lot of like you get a rebound you run fast but like his his trot up is working on the first offensive you know um option and a lot of times it works it's just very very impressive yeah and you know, hats off to you know all the all the other four guys who are putting pressure on the defense by getting down there and making them stake, you know, stake a claim, right? And that's where that semi transition comes from, right? As you get those first couple guys down there hustling down the court, they're going to make the defense show something. And sure, they've know, got it. They've got to force something. in or force out, or yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. that's going to create something in that semi transition, and 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 we're creating all kinds of good stuff there, including a bunch of wide open threes for Halliburton. Cause you know, it, when you got five of our guys who are all going to shoot 40% on you, right, you know, it's right. really, really difficult to guard this team. Well, and you've got, you've got an Obi Toppin that will just, you know, take an alley-oop and dunk on your head. You've got, you've got a Miles Turner who has an improved low post game and you've got, you know, a Matherin who can get, you know, to the rack at will. Bruce Brown's done a great job of getting two feet in the paint and then passing out. Like we just have a lot of action all the time. Um, but I agree with you that Halliburton is the magical piece. Like he just, he it's, it's constant. It's not even not necessary. No look passes, but it's just, he will throw you off by looking the other direction and finding the wide open guy. It, 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 it works every time. If you could throw a no look pass, the defense goes away from, from the guy you're passing it to. It's just very impressive. Yeah, um, no, you just, he's one of those, you can't trust his eyes. Like he's doing yeah. that a lot. I mean, we, we, you always see it on the slow-mo replay, right? But you can't always mm-hmm. see it as it's, you know, he, he does that all of the time, right? All of the time. He is yeah. always using misdirection against you. He's just, such a crafty player. I mean, he's got incredible physical gifts, but he's, you know, he's just that Mark Jackson kind of crafty, right? He will work the game within the game on you. And I mean, he has not been in the league that long. This is his, you know, what, seventh season? I mean, oh, is it that? No, it's not that many. No, five. It's not even that many. That's five, right? Five, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And no, this kid's a it's, he's a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and, and also his three pointer looks awkward as hell. I, and and this is I think this is why I start to feel a little bit Reggie Miller esque, right? With this just scrawny kid that has an awkward looking three pointer and it just goes in and it goes in at big moments. It just I'm 
the nostalgia for a guy that has the sense of the moment and is scrawny um, is just wonderful right now. I'm loving it. Yeah, his uh, his misdirection I've been been super impressed with. I just sent before we started recording this when there was a clip from a game earlier this week where uh, he called for a fake screen and went ahead and used it anyway because the defender thought that they there's going to be a screen. There. Yeah, you don't even need to actually. It's you know, it's games within games, and yeah, you, yeah, Harper, you're right. You see a lot of these no look passes on the. You know, on the on the replay, um, but there's a lot of them, and and I think it's a little bit too. I think it's uh, it's been used by some other players. I think I think I saw Miles Turner try some no look passes, um, and when you know, like when you like like with Mark Jackson, like you knew that guy. You had to as an offensive player playing with Mark Jackson and Halliburton. You have to be ready at all times because you hands know. Up. Keep your hands up. You know you you can't have brick mitts to you know and be out there. Um, but when somebody who never who never does that all of a sudden doesn't know look past like you know you're gonna it's hit, not gonna go quite. So yeah, you're gonna well. hit somebody in the face. <laughs> no, right, no, right. I, I love that Miles is feeling it though, like because I think that's a Halliburton what he's bringing to the table. I mean. On some level, if somebody is that gifted at passing and has that much joy in passing and wants everybody to do it, like you can see, we have a happy ball. It skips around. Like there really is, like it moves around the perimeter when it should. There's the skip pass to the wide open guy when it should. Like there, there's so much happy passing happening in this team, and and that's got to go to. I mean, of course, it goes to Carlisle, but you know Halliburton is what drives this team, and I think everybody. You know, they're sort of feeling the joy he has with passing. I, you know, we we've talked about Matherin's growth. Um, you know, only a few games in, but like one of the things we wanted to see is him be a better, you know, um, sharer of the basketball. And his assists are up. Um, it looks like he's seeing things in a different way, and that's got to be coming from, you know, from the leadership, and that's fantastic. Just it's just been such a it's just been so much fun to watch both both the offense as a whole and and Halliburton you know leading leading this ship and um, and we got you know Obi Toppin out there to you know we got some different looks on the on the on the Ducks and I think that one thing for me that's been that's been really fun is just having so many threats from from the different uh, the different places like we can shoot the three. And there was a good, you know, the the game on Sunday. Um, you see, you have to respect Miles Turner's three point shot, and mm-hmm. if you're getting out late to him, then he may fake that shot and go to the basket. You know, and he's been really good at being aggressive towards the basket. He is one guy that's getting to the free throw line because he's been, you know, he still does shoot a lot of threes, but but he's been he's been getting to the basket too, and and. Uh, you know, when they have to respect another aspect of your game or you'll torch them somewhere else. Like when you when you're one dimensional, you know, then then they don't have to respect that. But if you you have multiple looks then then yeah. Get in there and, and do some damage. Yeah. And and they've been they've just been doing it. They've been pouring pouring those points in, man. And that's super helpful. But you know, if you're Miles Turner, not only does that have the benefit of maybe open up the lane for you, but also, you know, importantly 
pulls Embiid or whoever is playing him out of the paint and lets these other guys right. get to the rack. Uh, and, and having a big who can stretch the floor like that is just invaluable. Well, yeah, his rainbow shot is just money right now. I mean, it's just, he's got that high arcing three pointer, and you know, every time he puts it up, you're like, no, and then like it's like going in at a forty percent rate. Like he's just been killing it. Yeah, and if you need um, to burn some clock, you just let him shoot a three, come back in ten minutes, and then we'll you know find out if it went in. <laughs> right. Um, uh, Joey, uh, at the beginning, I think your stat of the week was uh, about how many points we're scoring. I don't know. I didn't mm-hmm. listen. Um, we'll go back and listen to the tape. I want to put that in historical context for uh, for the listeners. Um, so the most, uh, if this were to sustain, which it's a very long season, and uh, actually at this point, I assume we're going to get better uh, offensively and this will go up. But uh, historically, the highest scoring team in the history of the NBA was the 1981-82 Denver Nuggets. Um, I believe Alex English, it's talked about uh, in sort of rarefied air. They scored 126.5 points per game. We are currently scoring 126. Um, The uh, 1961-62 Warriors scored 125.4 points a game. So if this were to sustain, we would be the second highest scoring team in the history of the NBA. Um, and I assume by the end of the season, we'll have blown out this number. Um, I'm going, I think we're going for 130. <laughs> 50 assists a game. I'm, I'm just ready to go. But that's how impressive this is. Like, this is really a big deal. I know it's early in the season, but... We are doing very, very impressive things. Yeah, no, it's it's been it's been incredible so far. Uh, worth noting that uh, you know our strength of schedule hasn't been super super high so far. Sure, but, sure. Um, you know, so maybe it doesn't go to 150 or whatever you just went with. But, <laughs> I said uh, 130. Uh, 130. Okay, and 50 assists a game. My bad. Yeah, 50 yeah, assists a game. Yeah, yeah. Some some teams will be able to keep us. 50% of teams will be able to keep us under 50 assists a game. So mm, mm. We'll, we'll, we'll finish somewhere. That's a lot of math. I don't know what that means. Does that mean 25 assists a game? I don't know. I don't know how it works. But, it, you know, it's been a long time since, you know, we've had a guy on the floor. I, I don't know. We've never had a guy on the floor. Never. Who throw down no. dunks like Obi Toppin does and who can finish around the rim as effectively as these guys can and – you know, up and down the lineup, having three-point shooters like this. This this is a unique team in Pacers mm-hmm. history, the way that yeah. we are currently mm-hmm. constructed. And, you know, and as much as we've always been a defensive-minded blue-collar team, uh, this is just a very different way of approaching basketball, and it sure is fun, isn't it? It is super fun. I You know, I, I am concerned that, you know, uh, you know, the way you win the playoffs is being able to get stops. Wait, um, and- he's not allowed to do this, Joey. Joey's breaking the rules. Oh, okay. Well, well, what, let's, I'll, I'll, I'll make it a, a very brief statement then. <laughs> um, no, no, we, uh, we we can officially uh, uh, end the stat oh, now. Okay. Now you can. Gotcha. All right. Okay. Free play. All right. Our defense. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's not as it's not as bad as our offense is good, but it's not 
It's not great. It's it's towards the bottom in most most metrics. It is. Um, part of that is pace. Um, and I do believe that the way the metrics are designed, right? Um, if teams are scoring a lot of points because we're playing at a high pace, um, you know. Well, then just look at net. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, here's the problem with net is sometimes you're missing three pointers and they're not because I don't know. It's look. Yeah. I mean, the problem with basketball, is sometimes the ball goes in and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. It is a problem. No, exactly. With basketball exactly. Games. Like, and, and, and I feel like our problem right now is that sometimes we can't stop the ball from going in. That's, that's my that major is, analysis. That is the kind of insight that de- people come to this Offensively show. and defensively. Mm-hmm. We just can't stop scoring. And we, and can't we can't stop, stop other people from scoring. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do. I have seen us stand up and and get some actual defensive stops in certain games. In that Bucks game, in that Cleveland game, like I, I think there there is some ability for us to, you know, come together on a string. It doesn't seem like a priority for us. But when the ball is moving offensively the way it is, and when guys seem to be on the same page and excited about playing basketball, you know, it's hard to give them too too hard a time. What I want is a team that can stop the other team from scoring. But I also was a fan of a team that could only score 60 points in a playoff game against the Detroit Pistons and, you know, whatever, the 2000s. So what do I know about basketball? I, the answer I mean, is nothing. Go ahead. Just well, tell me nothing. It's fine. I mean, I, I mean, I don't want to be the one to say it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to and love we, we scoring to... to love basketball. You can love defense to love basketball. I mean, that's kind of the way that we were brought up. This is like, yeah, this is just a very different kind of. It feels different. I mean, that's what you brought up, Harper, and I, I appreciate that because it's it feels foreign to me that we can just kind of score at will, but also can't stop anybody from doing anything. And we're going to win more games than we're going to not uh, on some level. Like, this is the, the way that we're scoring right now is going to put us on above 500 pace. But, you know, to d- have real success in this league, you've got to be able to put together stops, right? I mean, I guess, I guess well, the to Warriors. To find real success. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, don't know. I, I mean, you know, we, we expect ourselves to be a plus 500 team. We're in the top 10 in all of the offensive Every categories. Every offensive category. Including wins, we're third in the conference. Early in the year, we're right where we want to be. We're still playing pretty deep on the depth chart. And one of the things that you tend not to be as good at as you get down the depth chart a lot of times is defense, right? When you're throwing out guys who aren't as strong. As the rope tightens up and as these guys get more minutes together, I expect the team defense to improve. You know, I, I'm certainly concerned that we do not seem to have a go-to stopper of any kind on our team. Uh, I'm, I'm really hoping that someone's going to step into that role for us. But as of right now, that that, that is unclear. I, you know, Miles Turner was that for years for us when we were a good defensive team. Um, you know, last year. He's never been a one-on-one stopper. No, 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 no. But he's the guy that quarterbacks the defense and he calls things out, right? And and that's and he's grown into that role. Yeah. And I would he's say, like, 
yeah, last year was not great at it, but we were tanking. The year before and the previous year, like I think maybe it was by his third year, you felt like he really was able to kind of help control the rotation, the defensive rotation, all that stuff. Um, I think he's got the ability to do it. I still see him talking to the guys yeah, about their defensive that. assignments. Yeah. Um, you would ideally like to see uh, Bruce Brown be his secondary, his wing version of that. And you want to see Matherin mature into a stopper because he's got the body to do it. I think, again, Halliburton will never be a, the ideal defensive stopper, but he's got the length and he can be a team defender. He can steal the ball. You know, it. we do have the pieces. I think, Harper, you said something a few weeks ago that I really made, uh, that really struck me, that the guys in our starting lineup all f- are playing their position and they all fit. There's there's a real chance for these guys, if they all get on board, to actually be a defensive squad. Um, it's just a matter of making that happen. And, you know, right now we're scoring the shit out of the ball, so maybe it doesn't matter. Um, but... On some level, once the playoffs hit, that, you know, it's not enough. Because you're going to start missing three-pointers. I, I mean, I'm I being... just, like, who's your... We don't have, like, a go-to perimeter defender. Right now. Like, eventually someone is going to... I think I think Matherin and, and Brown have to figure out... I mean, they, they can both be it. I, I think they both should be it. Well, right I, now neither of them are it. <laughs> so I know, I know, I know. Someone is going to have to step up and do it. I don't. They've care got to figure it is, out. But I think they both have the talent to do it, though. And that's my point. I mean, Brown's known as a defensive stopper, and I think Matherin has the physical talent, and he's being asked to do it. So one of these guys or both of them can do it. It's just a matter of time. That's what I'm hoping. I've been. I think this is something for me that I I. That always bugs me is is the like sort of unforced errors like um, not get like not getting back you know those those kind of things you know like getting beat you know it's it, the sort of the effort and, and attention type things where those things drive me nuts mm-hmm. you know the, the, the and, and I think that there's a couple of those per game mm-hmm. which if you can For count sure. you know it's early in the season and I think that the you know that kind of stuff through the season generally will will kind of get you know get hammered into into players but. Those are the things that I think that if we can cut down on those, it, it minimizes some of those. You know, those are ones that I think that are are more avoidable than some of the other ones that. You know, just you know, just like some of these guys, like you're always going to see some of these just incredibly dominant offensive players. You're, you know, Giannis and LeBron and and apparently Maxi, Maxi, like some of these guys are like they're gonna go off for fifty on you, you know, forty and fifty. Like that's gonna happen all year because these guys, that's what they do, and there's nothing you can do about some of this stuff. But I'm saying the stuff that you can, then minimize those things, and you know, it's gonna be a little bit less of a problem, you know, because these, you know, these games are wild. Like when the when the numbers are, are this big, like you can pour in points very quickly, and it, and it goes both ways. You know that they, you know, we can be down 15, 20 points, and and we can be up 15, 20 points, and the game's not over. Yeah. You know, you, you gotta, uh, you, you gotta. We put them in and 80 those and those other ones. Last week. <laughs> right, right. I mean, exactly. and, and those 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 games that, um, those kind of effort and and 
attention ones. They're also like kind of backbreaker ones where they can like help turn the flow of the game a little bit too. It's not just the two points necessarily. It just kind of like robs eh, any momentum that you might have. It, yeah, the crowd takes into the wind it out or of the out of it depending on where you're playing. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I I must say that uh, there were a couple. One of the games this week we gave up a lot of turnovers, but in general we've been really good at taking care of the basketball. Um, we're not beating ourselves in that sense. You know, against Philly, we got way uh, out-rebounded in offensive rebounds. But you're right. I, I feel like a lot of the the um, the getting beat is just on not getting back and not staying in front of your man. If there was a consistent problem like turnovers or we're getting way out-rebounded, again, we're not a great rebounding team, but like we're not getting dominated on that section right now. Um, you'd be like, hey, we have to look at this and fix this. And it really is. I agree with you, Joey. There's just there's an inability to stop people <laughs> um, is our main problem right now, I think, more than anything. Yeah, we are 24th in rebound right now. And that's it's not, not great, great. But like we but but we've been I feel like I mean, we've been we're, we're like 25th in defense and we're 24th in rebounding. So <laughs> I. I just feel like I don't, you're right. I, I just feel like the in general, I feel like we're at least in range until this Philly game. Um, and again, that Boston game where you were like, "Hey, look, like we're with only a few rebounds down," and again, we're not turning the ball over that much. I I don't know. We can get muscled up out there. Like the, one of the reasons that we're not a good rebounding team is because teams will get into us and out physical us. And I well, don't see that going uh, away. My, well, yeah, Miles Turner is not a dominant rebounder. He's better this year. We were we were complimenting him last week. He's he's actually doing a far better job. Um, but Obi Toppin is not a dominant rebounder next to him. He's a sort of a minus rebounder, honestly. Um, you know, we're asking more for Matherin. We, you know, actually, uh, Carlisle went to him and was like, "Hey, I need more rebounding from the guard position." Because I don't have enough rebounding. We're going to have to do it by committee. Because yeah, yeah, we're not. Yeah. Our, our 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 big uh, men are not getting the job. And, and Bowen and Bowen uh, or Bowen Bruce Brown has been doing it. Um, you know, he's been giving us sort of, uh, you know, strong numbers at the, the small forward spot consistently. But yeah, no, we just don't have a we don't have a Dale Davis that's going to go and just take every, you know board out well, there but it's so. not even that it's just pure physicality like we don't get into bodies we don't make no, them I'm... right and oh we we are a finesse team yeah we are gonna shoot threes and not get in the i mean we go I, to the paint i, I just but I th- we don't stop you from going into the paint either well we're not but scrap I mean, do you. we go to the paint because we're, we're we don't shoot free throws well either and these yeah. are things that we're gonna have to work on some before the playoffs. Yeah. Because right, that's right. when these things really do start to matter. We've got so much runway, and we're playing so well that you know we should maximize the things that we're doing, you know, and you know turn our attention to make incremental growth at these other things. But we're gonna need a few more clubs in the bag before before April rolls around. Mm, yeah, Joey, you're excited well, about the idea of April. We might actually make the playoffs. I know it's early, but. Yeah, I mean, I looked at, on Basketball Reference. They have a the the um, everything predict. Well, the, yeah, I would say the, the predictor. Shout but, out to Basketball Reference, by the way. Um, but they had the you know we were like seventy five percent or something to to make the playoffs. I think so as of 
uh, you know, recording. So as in ten games into the season, we're just like, yep, let's do it. You know, they run all the simulations, uh, you know, forever. So for some reason, CBS only has us at like they have it at zero percent for the division and twenty one point six percent for the postseason. Which is lower than Orlando. I think that their thing is broken. Yeah, that's that's not going to happen. We've got, uh, according to Basketball Reference, we are seventy nine point four percent to make the playoffs, about three percent to win the conference, and about one percent to win the finals. So, Orlando is at point seven percent to win the finals. So. Yeah, we're still only predicted according to CBS's metrics of thirty-seven wins. I just I don't know I don't know how they're doing the math. What? Yeah, I, d- I don't think they've updated anything. This is this is what they decided before the season, maybe. Well, I, again, this is a lot of strength of schedule coming into play, right? So. Yeah, no, we talked about this. I mean, in fact, uh, in our, our uh, schedule pod, we talked about how uh, you know the NBA wants us to win a lot of games up front so that we can. Uh, have a good record going into hosting the um, uh, NBA All-Star Game um, and to be a relevant team and a relevant city for that. But you know what? I think the Pacers are going to say, screw you. And they're going to... <laughs> and they're going to lose? Keep is... winning afterwards. Why well, On the schedule pod, we call this one the November to December, right? Yeah, the November to December. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Joey, do you want to do a under Googleables? Yeah, let's do one of those. Oh, are we doing under Googleables? That was the plan. Super excited. Um, you told us we had to, sir. So. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we signed up for it. In the end, it's going to be better and more true than Google can give you. I'm in a giving mood. Is I'm answer some questions. And undegoogleable, an undegoogleables, is the singular a plural? Mm. I think I've been saying it wrong. I think I just broke my brain. Can you ask a question? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm my brain's broke. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Got one for you guys. It's a. Turn of phrase, we like doing these. Uh, knucklehead. Mm. Why are you a knucklehead? We had the well side question. Okay. We always, We've already started. We with, like the, it's under Google with under within an under Google ball already. Well, this is just a quick side topic, but we often, at least in the past, I we had a one knucklehead rule. Mm-hmm. Which was sort on of the, the on the Pacers, it, right? Well, just on the Pacers, but I think on a, on a functional team, you can't have more than one knucklehead. You can have one that that sort of one's useful. Know, is, in fact, like one stirs be, the pot a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, but if you've got two that they feed off each other, and 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 it's a it's a net negative. And then you're shooting up nightclubs. <sighs> now, do we use knucklehead in the sense that it is? generally used because we use it to refer to a a bit of a loose canon right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean that kind of goes back to the definition right like because but i don't think that's the actual definition 
the actual kind of definition idiot, right? is kind of an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. You're an idiot. You're a knucklehead. Yeah. I feel like it's it can be both, right? Like there's... And I think that it's... It can be... Yeah. I mean, I think there's multiple definitions. Yeah. Sometimes it is... Yeah. Somebody who's like... Yeah. Kind of... Kind of... Yeah. Not so bright. I think that there's a definition for that, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. there's also the yeah, th- this person's loose causing cannon. trouble. This loose cannon aspect. Loose. I, but I, I think right. those probably are connected. Like, hey, maybe, you know, they're not using all the, they're not firing all cylinders. They're only firing on half cylinders. Maybe making mm-hmm. some poor decisions. Well, you know, it. My thinking on the thing had always been it's just you know. Quite literal. Knuckle, head, fight, stupid, right? Like, it's a combination of all those things working together. And, uh, you know, a bit of a loose cannon. Maybe been hitting the head one too many times. You got yourself a okay, knuckle. Okay, so, so knuckles have hit the head? Yeah. To where you slightly, like, you know, the brain's been knocked around a little bit? A little bit. Okay. I just, you know, Occam's razor. That's just always what I thought. Sure, knuckles hitting the head. I like it. Maybe it's that easy. Uh, oh, no, it's time- not going to be that easy. It's going to have to do with pigeons somehow. <laughs> what, what would be the time frame on that? You want to, like, 1800s uh, boxing? Maybe people start getting hit in the head. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So we're going to uh, Pliny the uh, Younger, I think. I don't yeah. know. Adam and uh, Eve, what are we doing? It feels sort of uh, like, uh, I don't know, like 1930s-y to me. Okay. Oh, I got a little look on the hands there. He's an old knucklehead. Old knucklehead. Like, when was, when was Gumshoe from? Didn't we decide that was later? Was that like the 50s or something? Like, film well, we thought. Yeah, we thought it was, but it was it was earlier, I think. I can't remember. We should listen to the show more. It's Someone really should. informative. I just remember the wrong things. <laughs> Me too. No, I think gumshoe was uh, was the uh, uh, vulcanized rubber made it quiet. I think. Uh, vulcanized rubber. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah. Closer so, to the turn of the century. So, yeah, I'll go turn of the century. Okay. Uh, I think it's just... Uh, Joey, what, just do you, what do you punched. think? Do you think it's just getting punched? You got something else. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes more sense. I, I, I also, uh, yeah, it's kind of just thinking. Potentially, it could just be, you know, having something else in your head besides, you know, besides the brain, mm-hmm. um, like you know, like a knuckle. The doctor like says my brain for... is smooth like an egg. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know, and I and maybe the reason I ask this question is because, like, on some level, I I always just was like, if you had, it was like a knuckle. If you looked at your knuckle, that's as smart as this person is. Is is your knuckle, you know? Like, they're just a, they're just so stupid. They're as smart as your knuckle, right? Not that they've yeah, been punched by a knuckle, mm. but like they're just right. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, I, you know, in a more figurative sense, yeah, it's like that. You know, the, you've only got the one club in the bag, right? Like, violence, right, exactly. Right, like you yeah, can't exactly. be clever. Like you can only just be a bully, right? Right. You've got one thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I like now, it a 
So when did they come up with Knuckles? When did that happen? Yeah, yeah. That was soon after we came out of the water. Um, <laughs> uh, what did we, what do we, uh, what did the, the Romans call it? Knuckles? I don't know. What do we got? I feel like, because I feel like if you come out of the water and you got Knuckles, you're going to start getting some work done. Yeah. You know? And it's almost you're, always going to be with your Knuckles. Like we were now yeah, exactly. a lot of people back then. Everything's a Knuckle. Right. You just yeah, Knuckle everything, just, you, know, you know? When... You know, when you're a hammer, everything's a nail. Everything's a nail. That's right. When you're right. a knuckle, everything's a head. I yep, think that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the old I feel chestnut. Like you should get goes. that tattooed on your biceps or something. I think on or your knuckles. On your knuckles. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that had to be a really the small. Phrase. Yeah. So. yeah. I, I love it. I love yeah. It. Get good and close. Good and close. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, uh, what do you think, uh, Joe? You, you you're taking uh, <laughs> let's. Uh, I would say proto proto human. Is that what you're taking? <laughs> so yeah, so it's either uh, a couple billion years ago, or it could be like in the forties. <laughs> okay, I like this. I feel like it's a, it's like a, a, a popsicle stand sort of thing. It's right, like, that, uh, that kind yeah. of stuff. You're at the, you're at, you, you, the soda jerk calls you a knuckle kind of thing. <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay, so 40s, 50s, America. Yeah. Um, Harper's going late 1800s, early 1900s uh, boxing. London. Oh, London. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's where all okay. the bare-fisted boxing was going down. Okay. All right. So we're going turn of the century London. And I am With going... a Cockney with... accent, if you please, sir. <laughs> I can't do one. Would you... Would you, would you... <laughs> you certainly can. Yeah, you can. You're my Cockney guy. <laughs> no, I can't. Um... I'm going. I'm going Shakespeare. Shakespeare, governor. <laughs> well, hit you. <laughs> knuckles to the dome, eh? I got a knuckle for your head, mate. <laughs> there you go. Knuckle head. Um. I'll hit you right. in the face I with my knuckle head. I don't know. I got nothing. All right. Can we Google it? Some one of us is going to be right. I promise. So, so the stuff, the definitions I'm seeing are really starting on like just the stupid person kind of thing. According to Matt Maroney on X, the term knucklehead was. I see that one too. Yeah, it was first used to describe a quote mechanical coupling device. Unquote. What? Back in 1869, it didn't take on its current definition until 1942. So Joey wins when during World War II. When during World War II, the U.S. Army Air Force created a cartoon character named R.F. Knucklehead to discourage bad behavior. So, 1940s cartoons. Now I want to know about R.F. Knucklehead. I want to know all the things about R.F. Knucklehead. Everything Knucklehead does is wrong and ends in disaster. He endures one spectacular crash after another so that the students at the Gulf Coast Air Force Training Center may profit by his mistakes. And it looks now as if there is no let up from his agony. Life magazine, 1942. They're given 1890, which would give Harper a little bit of something. I mean... Maybe maybe everybody's right. Everybody's got a little bit. Everybody's got a little bit. 
Except I, Shakespeare doesn't look like it. Slacker. <laughs> There's a Away With Words podcast about it. We'll nice. Just to. link oh, that. Oh, there you go. They, yeah. They're way yeah. better at this than we are. Oh, I'm listening but to that tomorrow. But they mentioned that... that uh, I'll put the link in 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 the chat, but also it, it said the it was it was popularized by their by their notes, popularized by that the RF knucklehead, known for setting a comically bad example of things pilots shouldn't do. But how did we get to that name though? Do we do we have that? Do they do they say that? Not in the. Oh, someone's oh, someone's head is so full of blocks, bones, or knuckles. There's no room for brains. That's kind of what I, that's what I'm gonna meant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A mechanical coupling device used in the rail to, railroad industry, knucklehead in 1869. Is the original as as far as I can tell is the original term for knucklehead. Yeah, and then it became an insult in World War II, and then became a character. Uh, but the original the original term is a mechanical coupling and the railroads so everybody I, wins except colson yeah i don't i don't know how we got from a to b but railroads that needs to go on the uh on the list with falconry and shakespeare it does it does we haven't had a ton of those but you know i feel like uh i think i, I feel like uh red means stop and green means go i think th- th- no that was seafaring Everything's seafaring, not railroads. Railroads stole everything from seafaring. Except Knucklehead, apparently. I think there was a movie called Knucklehead from what I'm seeing here, too. I bet it was good. It's got WWE star... Well, it's gotta be good. Who I don't know. Uh, Big Show. Oh, I like Big Show. As WWE stars go. So it has nothing to do with getting hit in the head with a knuckle. Not especially, no. Okay. I did see something about, uh, but it was on Reddit, about uh, the idea of someone like rubbing their knuckles against their own head in frustration. Mm. Hmm. Um, but it, it didn't seem very well grounded in anything historical. Joey, do you feel smarter? You feel less knucklehead. I do feel less knucklehead I'll probably feel smarter when I listen to Away With Words. Yeah. <laughs> or when this comes out on the under Google's feed in like a month, you'll be like, oh, right, I learned something. Maybe that's the problem with our shows. We don't have a knucklehead. Is that the problem with the, the Undebeatables? Mm. Have you met me? Oh, uh, we do have a <laughs> knucklehead. <laughs> Hi, I'm John. Nice to meet you. You're so not a knucklehead, though. You're not violent enough to be a knucklehead. That's true. That's true. I am trying to bite a thread off my coat right now, though. Okay, you've made up for it in creativity. Yeah. Strong play. Tastes good? I can't get it. Yeah. I could watch this all night, but I'm not gonna. Oh, yeah. All right, team. I think that is our cue to get out of here. Now that. Well, he's still going. Still going. All right. Well, we'll be back with you next week. Oh, you got it. Look at you. <laughs> Did Congratulations. Loose thread. Do some scissors, Have we done loose thread? Is that is that not a goof we've done before? Because I think I just answered it, whatever it was. I think you answered loose cannon for yourself, too. 
Uh, we'll be back with you next week, and hopefully we'll have the whole band back together. Until then, you can find us on the place where the other knuckleheads hang out. Social media, we are on Twitter, at Undebeatables. We are on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. And our website, TheUndebeatables.com. There's a contact form there. Uh, you can send us a message, an email. This is the most civilized form of discourse. Shout out at theunbeatables.com and at the website slash store. Good night. Get some swags. For the architect, Donnie Walsh, and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Six Leonard. Turn out the lights. The party is over. Ha ha. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. I'll be honest with you. Uh, you know, I was um, uh, listening to our pod the other day, and uh, the my app recommended setting the pace, which is a a podcast also about the Pacers. Really? And I thought to myself, that's a great name. They nailed it. We we probably should have been more uh, brand thoughtful when we were <laughs> starting our podcast. So, solid name. I don't like it. Are they the uh, Are they the longest running? No, they are not. They are not. I, I okay. assume that they're just like a, a few dumb bitches that've been doing it for a couple of years. I don't know. Oof, they probably got, they're probably bad at their jobs. It, they're, they're probably just hanging on by a thread, you know. Um, they probably just say know. they say stupid shit and nobody cares. We so apologize. We apologize for the uh, prior interruption of our show by a uh, been hacks. We were we were hacked. We were hacked. You're invited on our pod at any time. <laughs> No, I'll cut this. I'll say nice things about Setting the Pace. Hey, Setting the Pace is a great name. I'm sure you guys are great. I still don't like the name. I thought it was solid. I liked it. I thought it was good. Three times Yeah, no, and they do. I think they do YouTube, too. So, like, yeah. Mm. They're young and virile. You know. I mean, we could do YouTube if that's on your bucket list, buddy. No, no, I'm 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 old and dry. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Good call ending this when you did, Joey. It was not gonna get better. Yeah. yeah. I, I got I saw that look in his eyes, like the existential crisis. And yep. I was like, we gotta get out of here. Oh dear god. We've all known him long enough to see that look in his yeah. eye. He was literally unraveling. <laughs> he was. Yeah, I was not literally doing that, but yes. Yeah, no, you were. <laughs> yeah, we saw a thread come out of your mouth. And That's you true. were more fixated on that than you were the show. And I showed you the thread. <laughs> yeah, hence, unraveling. literally unraveling. Yep. Nailed it. Oh, God. Checkmate, brother. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> You know, one thing that I don't know that we talked about, um, we've not talked about yet, but uh, Boomer and Matherin have the 
same double zero number. They do. Oh, okay, okay. This is actually a really important conversation. Maybe we should save it yeah. for the pod. I mean, I guess we're on the okay. pod. But but what happens when Matherin goes to the Hall of Fame and Boomer also goes to the Mascot Hall of Fame? Like, what do we do? Do we hang two double zeros in the rafters? Like, you can't do that. One thing they could do is they could have a trampoline uh, dunking competition to decide who gets to be hung in the rafters. Also, Boomer already goes up to the rafters like every game. Mm -hmm. He goes up Mm -hmm. often. So... He's got. I mean, he's going to hang his banner wherever he wants. He's just yeah, exactly. Like, Actually, you're right. He, he just goes own. up. He, and if if we put Matherin on the back of the double zeros, he'll just go up in the rafters and pull it down, and he'll just yeah. have he'll put his boomer one up. Yeah, yeah. I think Matherin's got no chance. He's got to change his number. Otherwise, yeah, he will never be in the rafters it. as a pacer. No, unless they let him do a triple zero, then you know Halliburton and, and Boomer froze him out. <laughs> Triple zero. That's pretty hot, though. Actually, Mathurin's probably go with that. Oh, triple zero. It's the legal let him. Ice cold. I don't know why triple zero sounds like ice cold to me, but it does. It sounds like the end of a game to me. <laughs> I don't know. It felt like a, a Sprite ad. Where triple zero Sprite. Ice cold. Okay. So much null set. <laughs> All right, we didn't start the show yet, did we? Hopefully, we'll do it hopefully on... not. We'll do it. I, I, hopefully, I can edit all this out. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I thought that was good. I enjoyed it. You like that? I always like have that? fun. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, triple null set is what she said. I don't know. On go. Three, two, one, go. I'm a man man panther. Did you just skip the go, Colson? I'm a a manther. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Uh Uh, All right, we have to go again. We have to go again. Let's go real fast. Yeah. All right, losing the thread. Yep. (laughs) 